0: Hola, and welcome to episode 32 of Word to Your Mama. I'm Ritz P. Today we have Shane Jessup, a.k.a. Ginger Snappers, a.k.a. Ginger Sprite. He is a painter, designer, and a quality Caucasian. That is correct. Today we talk about uh, Jumbo's Clown Room. One of L.A. staples. That's how we entered the convo. Um, his, you know, what he's been doing with his luxurious long locks during the panty. How it's how it feels working up uh, thirteen stories off the ground when he's afraid of heights. We get into mental health, being an ally, uh, you know, and trying to avoid being a white savior. A little bit of his skate history how he met one of his best friends at Foster Freeze, his dormant ginger gene, and so much more. Also, this episode drops on May 31st, which happens to be this crazy-ass Gemini's birthday. That is correct. I was going to post someone else's um, convo to drop today on Monday the 31st, But I had his, and I was like, you know what? It's his birthday. And a Monday drop on his birthday with him would be perfect. So, Feliz Born Day to Ginger Snapper's quality Caucasian. And as always, stay tuned for the Supernatural Bear Corner. We'll see what it gets into as it's his um, Uncle Ginger Snapper's uh, B-Day. They've been partners in crime with the ladies since Jump. So, it'll be interesting what he has to say, but yeah, let's get into it. They look like
1: a little rough, yeah, I call one shambles <laughs> the other one i I call Adolf because he has a he has the Hitler mustache, <laughs> and then, yeah, I don't know what happened to Panther the Black Cat. I know a neighbor kept trying to adopt it, and it would escape and just come back <laughs> to live the street life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's It's tough out there in little Armenia, right? Your little Armenia.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, if I walk five feet, it's Thai town Thai town. it they changed everything, you know, they changed all the street signs and everything. and that was that was weird to me,
0: so do, do we probably talked about this already, but did you know that l a has the most the largest Thai population outside of Thailand?
1: Mhm, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's why we got the bomb-ass Thai food.
1: I know. I, I mean, not in, we.
0: I don't live there anymore, but you know what I mean.
1: <laughs> I, I live in the middle of it. Yeah. That's actually what I ate on uh, Monday night.
0: Nice.
1: Nice and nice. Shout-outs out, shout to Krung, Krung Ted.
0: Nice. I miss, that spot, I, miss I miss. eating spot there. Spot
1: next, uh, next to Jumbo's.
0: Ah, uh, see, see, see. See, see, yeah. see. And what was the last time you've been to Jumbo's?
1: I don't even... I have no sense of time anymore
0: pre-pandemic during the pandemic was it open during the
1: pandemic no they shut down real quick Mm -mm. um just uh from what i've seen and who i follow on instagram they've you know the 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 employees would get together and do like zoom donation oh yeah i mean like you know like burlesque yeah yeah Cause it was never like a strip club, it was like a bikini bar. Yeah. But I never went there for that. I went there for the cheap drinks and it's just a weird LA staple.
0: It is. Like you it's but- like a rite of passage. Like you had to have if you're in your twenties, you had to roll to Jumbo's um yeah when people visited skilled, the skilled ladies though skilled ladies back in the day that's what I'm saying they're they Pre, amazing pre-pasty pre-pasty times I remember yeah. going there
1: they they were amazing uh, amazing people the bartenders were great like everything yeah. was just
0: good music you know it wasn't like it was quality
1: and that's what I loved about it is the the dancers chose the music yeah there's a jukebox and there's And I remember I brought somebody there for the first time, and they went and tried to put music on. (laughs) You're like, no, no, no! And it was like a record scratch. (laughs) The whole place just turned around. Like, what are you even doing near that?
0: (laughs) I believe. I believe
2: believe I saw someone.
0: uh, I think that's where I saw one of the best things ever, which I believe is a dancer stripping with the pizza. To no, to the faint song. Oh, okay. That I that me and Mr. Dean and, and Karen we love and it's about stripping. And I was like, Yeah, this is LA, this is my shit right here. Yeah. Skills.
1: And one of the girls went yeah, she went super viral with um she just had a slice of pizza on stage. Holding it? Feet. She eating it. Oh
0: she was eating w- it. Oh yeah. While Skills. while
1: da- while dancing. And that is and I think she wrote that she made the most money ever in her life that night.
0: Nice. I mean it's it's a di and we're talking about like a different types of skills. Like we're not talking Magic City level skills, which I've never been, but
1: it, no, no, no. It's it's not, Sam, it's, it's it's not a- Sam's hot, bro. Like
0: No. No.
1: Where you think someone's tapping you on the shoulder and it's a, <laughs> it's, a it's a cheek. <laughs>
0: yeah or like it's not there's not it's so small there's not even the room or the height of the pole to do the 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 acrobatics yeah. and show sportsmanship and yeah. athleticism but they, they,
1: no but there's yeah there's some it's
0: decent but it, it's a it's another decent. level of quality for and sure it's more,
1: it's more rock and roll it's more yeah. um, um kind of like a suicide girls type of yes,
0: yes a lot a lot of the
1: girls that were there back in the day are were suicide girls and stuff like that but, yeah you know, you're recording all this aren't
0: you sure am all right <laughs> but i don't have to i don't have to put it in
1: <laughs> hi mom
0: <laughs> <laughs> just a combo gingers never just a combo yeah. so now that you're aware uh let's let's start it off by just you know how you how you're doing uh, we are. When is this? This will air probably in June, but we are recording in May. Um, mm-hmm. May twenty twenty ones. How are you doing so far? How was your COVID
1: timers? My, I just looked at my calendar. It's my sixty second week um, <laughs> since they announced the the lockdown. Damn, sixty second week. Uh, I'm good. Things are changing quick, sometimes too fast for me. Sometimes I mean I wish we could go faster. <laughs> yeah. But also I want to be safe. Like I don't know. I'm just uh just maintaining, you know. You got the long locks. I do, and it's it's horrible. I think I it hate is it. good. <laughs> No, you don't. I know you hate
0: No, I like it. No,
1: no, I I,
0: that's you're not in that you're nowhere near that territory. You know. Okay. And you wouldn't wear it half.
1: (laughs) You know I I I don't do the half. I do this I still do my side split from when I had short hair. But uh you know at night I I throw it in a ponytail. (laughs) 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 I'm not proud of it. (laughs) is it long enough for you to bun it not really no but okay and the story behind that was april 15th of last year i shaved my head and one of my favorite things in the world is getting a fresh haircut Mm. and i've always had the same haircut it's it's kind of military it's kind of very the zero fade with just a little bit on top like parted on the side very regimed I'm a man of of that kind of thing, like everything's regimed in my mm-hmm. life. like my morning routine is the same, everything is so I love these haircuts every two weeks. So I shaved my head on April 15th of last year, 2020 and said, "I'll get a haircut when I'm fully vaccinated." Mm-hmm. And this is before the talk of even vaccinations even being available. So now I'm like a week away.
0: A week away. And we're and so what are we doing? Are we going back to the the same
1: Probably. look? Yeah, I'm very boring. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna go the same. <laughs> but also it's like if it's if it's not broke, don't fix it.
0: Yeah, and it looks good. It looks good. You I'm got like, the yeah, you know, the ginger hair <clears throat> with the glasses. The and that was an issue
1: because I just got new glasses yesterday. And when I was there trying on glasses, I was like, I shouldn't be doing this because I have long hair, which I'm not going to have for very long. And I have to wear a mask while trying on oh, glasses. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, what am I doing? And I just drop mad loot on glasses that I don't know what I'm gonna look like in a week. But I
0: don't I don't know, I don't know why you do that. You should do what I do. Zenny optical. Get a grip a pair, grip, grip pair. I know,
1: right? but I had to get um uh my I had to do the eye exam. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? They they won't let you. I know. So I did, but I sent you a picture yesterday of how bad my glasses were.
0: Yeah, that's pretty bad. I don't know how you saw it. It was just, it was like a a pollock paint.
1: It was was, on your
0: lens. It's just paint.
1: Yeah, so I had I had to get something
0: right away. Well, now that you have your prescription, yeah. If they gave you your PD, if they didn't, you can measure that shit yourself. Get your zennies. And they can transition, bloom, boom, and it'll be like probably half the price of what you paid for those right there. Hot tip, kids. Hot tip.
1: I know, but uh, yeah, I'm going to order, I'm going to try to move forward and be more responsible so I have like painting glasses.
0: Yeah, painting glasses, then you can have like some backup pairs already right there in case they crack paint gets on them you know shit like that get different colors if you want to go to different colors yeah
1: exactly i'm gonna uh, expand my portfolio (laughs) in
0: 2021 in the 2021s so speaking of of painting um i wanted to ask you know what shit was starting to open up and you're going back out and painting and you know you're an amazing artist and you know designer and all this shit but i wanted to find out more of your you know the kind of the the level of painting you're doing on these big ass walls like what's the what's the how many stories up are you how much like what is it in feet or what are the measurements so people get an idea of how far you're up there in the sky but you know producing
1: some dope shit i think the tallest i've done is 13 stories off the ground i know there's a lot of people that do larger but i think 13 was the tallest we've done definitely 11 um i don't know it was just i just do these i work with artists to paint these huge things and it's just uh I wouldn't have imagined myself ever doing that. I'm scared of heights. <laughs> I,
0: I was going to say, like, I didn't, you're scared of heights, but you, so like you just zone out and listen, to, like, I know you listen to stuff, but is that, does that help you to, so that you don't freak out?
1: Yeah, I will. I should say I used to be more scared of heights
0: mm.
1: and like, I would never do roller coasters and I would never do <laughs> things, but, uh things have evolved and now i'm doing like smaller roller coasters and things like
0: that. Oh, excuse. Um
1: but when i'm working i was i was try to keep just one headphone in cuz you cuz you're working with other people. Yeah. And your life is in their hands also. And mm. you need to be able to communicate. So i keep one headphone in and i do listen to music and stuff and i'm usually fine when i'm working. But the worst is like towards the end of the jobs, it's usually uh, the artist is kind of going around doing the cleanups and everything that he, only he can do. Mm-hmm. And I'm literally there just to work the machine. Ooh. You and can't, you don't have nothing I, to focus on. Yeah, that's that's when it gets, it can sometimes get rough. It gets claustrophobic and you're like, oh. and you're like what are, I can't go anywhere right now. Like, oh, yeah. i literally can't get it it takes two people to run this machine so i can't do it but you know we got um you know proper certification we went to went to school and went and got the the highest certification we could for the machines that we use
0: mm-hmm.
1: on those big walls so i mean you know we're we're confident
0: yeah you know what you know, you're doing yeah,
1: yeah and it's you know it's fun and sometimes it's it's more fun than being on the ground where you're constantly being bombarded by questions and people talking to you. <laughs> but yeah, it was just basically when you go up for the day, you just you bring snacks. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know when I'm coming down.
0: That's crazy. You know? Yeah, and that's yeah. and that's crazy. I was gonna ask you about the certification. I couldn't think of the word. I'm out of it today. So I wrote in my notes um the paths to operate that shit. Yeah. <laughs> But certification, a sort of certification. Yeah, certification, but it's certification to, for that machine and, and at that level, right? Like to go at that height, that's what you have to do.
1: Yeah. But we got, we got the, um, supervisor certification. Oh, And a lot of the people that we went to school with will never even step foot on those machines,
0: uh.
1: but they're hired to go to construction sites and oversee the safety they have to be on site at all times while the machine's being used. Got it. In case anything happens, and there's a certain amount of torque on a torque wrench that you need for all the bolts, and there's uh, you got to do the math on how far the the arms come out off the building, and but that usually falls on the the actual people that install it uh, and the engineers because everything has to be approved by engineers.
0: Matt you know, kids, wait, You need weight.
1: Yeah, weight limits and all. You know, it's just a weird. It's a weird thing. So I think I could actually get jobs just in the construction field, yeah, without ever getting on the machines.
0: Just having that certification.
1: Yeah, and I could just go through and do the safety checks, make sure everything's fine, and do all that. But
0: yeah,
1: it sounds boring. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, and at the same time, we had to get OSHA training, and we had to do. You know, we got. I got certified with the the boom lifts and scissor lifts and all that. Which by getting all these certifications, it brought in a lot more work for me. Yeah. To work with uh, a lot of different artists and a lot of with with. Uh, I do a lot of corporate work, so working with corporate stuff, they're they're more. I think they're a little more easy minded to hire me to do that kind of. Stuff.
0: Yeah, because you're certified on all, all the all fronts.
1: Yeah.
0: So talking about going a little bit back to the um, lockdowns, you know, pandemic shit when we were like deep in it, I wanted you to talk a little bit more about the T-shirt that you did. The change is going to come. What What was that for? Um, why you, p- you picked that... Um, you know, quote that little that piece of, of, of a of a very famous song and then who the some of the sales benefited and why you went why you did that.
1: That was okay, so it was Sam Cook's song. Mm-hmm. Change is gonna come. Um but also you know hundreds of people have covered it and done a lot of it. Uh the the name of the company I worked with or the, the project was together. We are stronger and it was a print house out of like San Pedro. Mm -hmm. So right when, pretty much right when the pandemic hit and everybody kind of went in lockdown, they, uh, they started reaching out to artists and to do like fundraisers for artists for you personally so you got um i I forgot the actual percentages but they were just hooking up artists yeah and they were print print house and they had time to do it because they were locked down too pretty much yeah you know and they were getting like 10 percent or or something small and it was just a great thing and it was an old friend of mine uh seth meeks is one who reached out to me and he was working with them and uh it was great and then I think I, I, came in about the third round and by the second round uh, the country had already gone through so much with uh, the murder of George Floyd and uh, the black lives matter movement. Um, obviously kind of, it was, it never went away, but it was more on people's minds. Again, there was people in the streets. There was people doing that.
2: Yeah. So
1: the majority of the artists, uh, we're donating to Black Lives Matter. And then there was kind of a, I think I reached out to you too. And like, do you know anything about, it? there was getting, there was issues with, of course, because no matter what good thing is happening in the world, some people are going to shoot it down. That The money wasn't going to the right places, not with this company yeah, by any means, but you know, people um, donating to Black Lives Matter Movement. They were, maybe they were donating to the wrong place, or I don't, you know, I don't know the full. Yeah. So I was. Or, I was like, or okay. Sean
0: White was, I mean, uh, what's his name? Yeah. <laughs> was involved.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, things like that, and it was yeah. just like it. It it became this thing for me where it was like damned if you do, damned if you don't.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. So I. I asked if I could do. Donate part of my proceeds to a, a more of a um, mental health advocates for inner city uh, black men. And so I mean that's what I went with, but it, you know everybody had their own different thing. I think I was one of the first artists to just say not just BLM, like I want to move over here, yeah, and want to do um, more about the the long term effects. Of what the hell is happening in the world you know yeah and and i think that's that's why i try to choose that and i took a long time to try to find the proper place and then research mad research make sure that there was there was no like you know i wasn't going to catch flack for it in the future (laughs) that i donated to this place yeah. And then it turns out, you know, they're in Tulum vacationing or something. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, totally. I don't know. It was just a, you know, it was such, such a weird year. Such a weird year about trust with anybody and everybody. You yeah, because
0: there's always going to be people. And, and I'm sorry, Sean White is the is the <laughs> skater. To, uh him sean king um (laughs) let me just correct that um
1: you're just going straight at the gingers
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's a ginger episode um (laughs) but you know people take advantage we see it all the time when you know with shit's going crazy there's always like you know yeah the cockroaches and and stuff the rats that come out and take advantage of of opportunity uh when you know people are vulnerable and emotional and stuff like that. But, um, you know, the shirt that, that you did, I got one for the Supernatural Bear. And if you go to, I'll have a link to it, but if you go to the Word to Your Mama site in the About section, he's wearing it. Yeah. And you can see it. It's a beautiful design. Perfect. And it and the, and the proceeds went to Taraji, um, her organization, that's named yes. after her father, I believe.
1: Named after her father, yes. I'm going to butcher the name if I try to think it off the top of my head right now. Yeah. Um, I think C- it was Cal- Boris. I e- have it. Yes, Boris. Yeah, uh, Cali Mucho was the, um, the print house that made them. And sorry, I'm, I'm really bad with.
0: No, it's okay, and I because I, I have a I have a mental health resource page on Word to Your Mama that I bring up all the time, mm-hmm. and it's part of that page. I'll have a link to it in the show notes, and it's the Boris Lawrence Henson Foundation. Break yes. the silence, break the cycle.
1: Yes, and I, I'm really proud. of, You know, I don't know how much I really raised for them, but um, to constantly hear about the foundation. Yeah, since. Mm-hmm. And, the, and now, when the great things that they're doing, I love it. They were making a lot of noise, you know, not that long ago, and I'm sure they'll be making a lot more. Yeah,
0: especially with and, the uh, pandemic, the lockdown, and mental health is on everyone's mind. And especially the fact that you know we need to in all groups we need to normalize and destigmatize mental health and it being okay but especially in the brown you know black and brown communities where it's really not even discussed and looked it's really looked down upon so i i you know i just always think about that especially when the supernatural bear wears that shirt and i just you know i'm knowing about the foundation and that one's kind of really more geared towards black men which is great you know, yeah. Um, and you know, there was a lack of resources, but since that time of your shirt till now, more are popping up, or there's more access to ones that we didn't know about, which I'll have them mm-hmm. in, in in the research page. But I mean, I think it's, yeah, I think it's great. And you know, how
1: and you know, it's and it's and it's hard to. You know, I, I think I've I've talked to you about this. It Was like it was hard to raise money for a group of men that I'm not involved in, but because you know sometimes you do feel like Sandra Bullock, like trying to save the, <laughs> save the inner city kids <laughs> on, on the football. It's like that's not what I'm trying to do, but but you know I'm I know I'm not as. As much as I'm affected, I'm not as affected as much as these this other group of men at the time, specifically of the men, yeah. just literally watching murder porn every day. Yeah, you know, and this is just a, you know, so I, you know, I I hope I, you know, just try to do a part without yeah. being a, uh, you know, the whole white savior complex.
0: Yeah, comes and into play yeah. too. Yeah, and you're not that. And like I said, folks, this is, you know, I do word to your mama to, you know, give us a space for diverse voices, you know, mostly people of color, indigenous, uh, you know, the whole spectrum. But when I do have white folks on here, we're talking about quality, kids. We're talking about quality. We're talking about allies. We're talking about what my niece came on to say because, you know, she's all up in the, the ethnic studies at UCLA right now. So the latest is called Accomplices. You know, the whites and those that are not of the groups that are in it to win it and helping. That's what ginger snappers. Shane Jessup right here, folks. Oh, Quality motherfuckers. Well, um,
1: so. yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. And and I love and I love the fact, like, if you if you have it, if you follow him already or if you start following him, you know, he's just he's honest and he you he wears his feelings all on a sleeve and hold like do posts on social media and just be real about, you know, mental health or what he's going through. And it's not all the time, but when you're doing it, I, I like it that, you know, we need that shit, you know, more dudes just stepping up and being like, yo, this is my shit. This is what I do it. This is da, da, da. like, I really, yeah, always, I really like that.
1: I've always tried to do that. Cause it's, I see it in so many of my peers. Mm. But they don't talk about it, yeah, like I see the insecurities and I see the uh, you know depression dipping in or I see, you know, but it was like, why don't you guys talk about this? Yeah, like what if one random Facebook friend is like, "Oh, okay, I'm not alone. Yeah. like this dude's going to do it, too, you know, and that's i I just never understood like the uh, the secrecy behind it. And I try to make it funny and I try to, you know, make snap jokes on myself and things like that. But it's just, I mean, this is part of everyday life. This is what everyone's doing. So just be honest about it. Yeah. And I think that'll eventually help other people.
0: Yeah. I'm hoping, you know, with the pan, one of the positives out of the pandemic is that people had time to slow the fuck down and be more introspective and see how it affects them and how, it's okay, you know, because so many celebrities and, you know, of all types from all different industries, you know, business, mm-hmm. uh, you know, entertainment, sports, we're, you know, talking about it and, and being just open about it. So I feel like hopefully it stays and it's not like shit opens up full blown and then we just go back to normal of, for, yeah. of, of, you know, uh, ignoring shit and being in yeah. denial. But, you know, hopefully some of the, shit has been planted um okay ginger snappers because you do so many different things we're going to enter the questions and comments from the audience and i feel like that's going to (laughs) i feel like that is going to really cover a lot of things (laughs) cover a lot of a lot of things uh so let's start with the first one easy easy breezy what is his biggest failure and how did he overcome it? And that's by, hopefully, once he has more time, a future guest, Sket One, a.k.a. Sket mm-hmm. Uno, also part of your Herd Show crew.
1: Oh, biggest failure. I don't... Without getting too... I mean, you know, my love life. <laughs> uh Man, I don't. There's, there's too many to count. I don't even know what's the biggest. Like it's just, but that's part of, that's part of any professional career. Like you just take hits. Yeah. You know, you lose jobs. You, uh, you learn, and you just build from it. I wish I had a better answer for that. Like, there's, there's too many.
0: Well, well and I hey, would hope like- everybody
1: has the same thing
0: yeah, you have to have all those l's. but what what are maybe off the top of your head without maybe telling us what the what the failure was or what the big L was. Um, what were some of the things you've learned over the course of so many failures and getting back up? I think that's the key, getting back up.
1: I think I don't I don't know if this is fully answered the question, but um, learning to say no is a huge thing and not trying to do everything that's thrown at you because a mm. lot of times you know if and also if if things don't feel right they're probably not right you know in a professional actually in every aspect of your life but yeah uh in a professional thing if, if the client's being weird if, the, if something just makes you uncomfortable they're not coming at you right they're Constantly trying to talk you down on money, they're trying to, you know, I don't know. It's just things like that. Just trust your gut. I used to, yeah, I used to take on everything that was thrown at me, and then I just learned to just be like, no, I just, that's not in my wheelhouse, and that's I'm not going to push myself to try to get this done. I don't know. I wish I wish I had better answers for this question because it's a really good question. It just hit me on the left field.
0: No, those are good answers. I think that's good answers. I think you learn that you have to know when and when and where to say no. And that kind of protects
1: you. Yeah. And to not overextend yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? It could be a really good job, but you're doing these six other jobs. And you know you're not going to be able to give your 100% for that job.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and a lot of times I try to... uh, I'm hope I'm known for this is to uh, like pass off jobs to people, especially in the mural community. I'll just be like, hey, you got you open these days? Like Yeah. I think this would be better for you right now while I'm doing this. Even though I wanna do that job, but I'm already committed to this, you know. I just Yeah. I don't know. I think yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a cop out, but it's, it's no, 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 no. All I really got.
0: OK, let's go to the, the next couple of questions or by someone um, from Episode 6, Kano Kid, the mild-mannered hooligan. And his first of two questions.
1: These, is, these are the ones I was worried about.
0: <laughs> the first of the two questions is, who's your favorite skateboarder of all time? Staying competitive in these dynamic times means having the right technology at work for your small or medium-sized business. Whether your goal is to grow, downsize, or modernize, Panoply BPO provides the right combination of tools, support, and affordability necessary to make it a reality. Visit panoplybpo.com. That's P-A-N-O-P-L-Y B-P-O. Dot .com schedule your no obligation consultation today mention wtym and get your 13th month of service for free panoplybpo.com there is a better way
1: oh man uh uh growing up it was it was probably eric Dresden. okay i was I was short and stocky, <laughs> and he—he he was also. And I just loved his style; he was great, and he's still. Been, I'm, I'm lucky enough to live in Los Angeles and see him all the time around. Oh, nice. But uh, he's uh yeah, from my youth, it's probably him. I grew up, and um, outside of Dallas, and I used to go to these Dallas skate parks. And I was raised around like a a bunch of like the Zorlac team. Mm. And um, this guy, Mike Crumb. he was about my age. I think he's my age. And he was just a a monster. He was more of a vert skater. But uh, I spent a lot of time skating with him and got to kind of reconnect with him at trade shows when I got older. Hmm. And uh, we talk about it because it's not like we were best friends like at the skate park but i'd be like hey i used to skate with you every day at jeff phillips skate park and he was like i remember i remember (laughs) because he used to he used to flow me product. same with the zorlak guys i was kind of on like flow team for them oh nice so but but zorlak was like a you know they were very hessian they did them they had a pusshead was doing all their graphics you know and they were just uh yeah like white guys with long long dreads <laughs> like dirtbaggish looking <laughs> hessian guys but they were just uh they were just amazing it was back in the ramp days but uh yeah i think so i mean i had a lot of people that influenced me in skateboarding yeah and kept me in skateboarding which is actually where i got my my uh career started so but uh i think eric dresson was probably the I identified closest with Eric Dress.
0: From your youth, from the times of your utes. youth. Uh, yes. So his uh his second question is, oh, he goes, Oh, oh, who was your boss at Foster's Freeze and was he the best <laughs> boss ever?
1: <laughs> second boss, second best boss ever. The first was uh Nicole ah. she was my boss at Kid Robot, but uh my best friend, Clown, was uh, my my boss <laughs> at Foster's Freeze. And I met him one day uh, at a graduation party. I had just graduated high school. And I met him, and he had been making some noise and painting graffiti, and I had just gotten into graffiti. And then two days later, I show up for my first job out of high school at Foster's Freeze, and he's taking the trash up. <laughs> and he goes, what are you doing here? A, uh, it's my first day. And he was like, oh, sit down. And he made me uh, strawberry pancakes.
0: <laughs> That's an amazing story. And I never knew that until he asked that. He's like, I always bust him, bust him for it. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know that shit.
1: Yeah, clown hates it. Hates the story. But it's it was true. <laughs> and he was just like, he was like, no, no, no. He was like, have you eaten? And I was like, no. And he was like, I want to make you breakfast. <laughs> so you know wearing my little Foster freeze polo shirt? <laughs> and I'm about to be trained on the uh, you know the milkshake machine. <laughs> but he wouldn't let me get trained. I was already clocked in. He wouldn't let me get trained until I had a proper uh, strawberry pancake breakfast.
0: He's like he has to he has to taste experience the products. Yeah. At a high at yeah. a high made it in a, at a high level. That's awesome. And-
1: And he still, to this day, asks me if I've eaten. (laughs) He doesn't cook for me anymore, but, you know. (laughs) It wasn't his food. It was Foster's Freeze's food.
0: Oh, I got it, got it. Um, Okay, before I ask this next question, I have a background change. People are not going to be able to see this, but I probably will post it. (laughs) Very nice. Thanks. Thanks. I'll post it on the, uh, if you go to the where to Your Mama uh, page, it will be under his image. I'll definitely have to see this. Woo-hoo-hoo. Next question is, ask him why he hates the name Ginger Snapper so much. And this is from my best, one of my best friends, uh, Aaron Callahan, a.k.a.
1: My Rib. Hi, hey, Aaron. <laughs> I don't, I don't hate it. You it's did just, it at I'm once not, I'm just not ginger
0: I know that's So I feel
1: I feel it takes away from Proper gingers I feel like I'm taking Credit for things But there is a point Where my beard When I grow my beard out Just overnight it turns bright red When it hits a certain length
0: Yeah and that's how so I, I met have you the, Yes
1: Yes So that's why you started calling me that.
0: Yeah, because and then all of a sudden I I met you, and then boom, poof, you shaved it off, and then you just had this.
1: I do have that trait, and somebody I think Huck, Huck sent an article about it, because I think Huck has the same thing where his beard gets to a certain point, it turns bright red, and there there is like a genetic trait that's like hiding that like
0: it's dormant until a certain length yes and then it pops out full-blown ginger
1: so if i was a wild if i was a wildling living (laughs) in the in the woods (laughs) you would probably call me you know captain redbeard or something like that but (laughs) because i don't but no i think it's hilarious
0: remember remember at art basil Aaron was there, and then like Coopster, who just fucking graduated
1: college. I know. Congrats, Coops.
0: Congrats, Coopsters. I'm gonna. I want to have him on here as well. Um, we've known him since he was like ten or eleven, and he just graduated art college uh, last week. But anyways, we were all at our basil and I he remember just
1: graduate. He was Magnum Coom's Laude.
0: Yeah, and he he was I don't know. I think he was still not even a teen, and he kept calling you Ginger Sam because we were calling Ginger Sam, and you were getting so upset. We were dying. Ed and I were rolling, and then and then you embraced it. It was it because you knew it wasn't going to go away. <laughs> that, that we weren't going to stop. <laughs>
1: no, I was never like mad at it. I just I, I was jokingly mad at it. <laughs> but you know, I have, I have good friends that are redheads that are like why do they call you ginger (laughs) i'm like they're like you didn't earn
0: this
1: (laughs) you weren't you weren't born into the redness (laughs) you merely embraced it
0: it just it just it just works man it just works
1: okay was hilarious
0: next question um let's see okay i have two two good ones here do you see a big difference in the mentality of graffiti communities, scenes, slash scenes in L.A., Santa Cruz, New York and Texas, all places that you have resided in? This is from Raqqa, by the way.
1: Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. It, each one is is so, so different. I was I was. I was lucky that in my graffiti career, like I worked in, uh, in a graffiti mail order, one of the only ones in the country. You did? Yes. That was my one of my first big jobs. So Bill's Wheels in, in Santa Cruz, California, they had a graffiti mail order business. And that's what Bill, Bill used to have like just all the employees pull shirts and and ship out and do do all that, but he hired me to specifically run graffiti mail order for him because it was so big, and we were like one of the, you know, the main the main people carrying like tribal streetwear, mm-hmm. or um, uh, we had all the graffiti magazines and graffiti videos and um, tips, graffiti tips, which we used to order. That's a whole another story that brought me into a different point in my career. But uh, we stored a huge boxes of tips, so we were one of the uh, the main people in the whole United States for people to get shit from. Oh. so so I was running that. So this is pre-internet. They're not ordering off the internet. They're literally calling me, and I'm walking around the shop, <laughs> describing a tribal shirt. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you know, it's kind of airbrushed and there's a DJ and there's a break dancer and it's or, you know, or it's just like a, this is the tribal T logo with just the T that makes the hexagon. And, like, you know, like
0: that's crazy.
1: So all those phone conversations connected me with so many people across the country. And then we started a graffiti magazine and the whole kind of back backing of that magazine bill paid for the whole thing. Um, first did it with, uh, we did the first issue with, um, my buddy, John, who wrote chaos from Santa Cruz. And then later they brought in, uh, one of my best friends of all time, Reggie retro, who's in my graffiti crew. So it was me and him doing the magazine. He was doing most of the, uh, the design part. But, um, his and I's connections by doing the magazine, and just globally, we're just getting packets of photos, Dope. and that be, that became such a, um, you know, like I said, this is, I mean, there's the internet. There is some graffiti sites, but you're not ordering stuff off of it or whatever. And just,
0: yeah, you're just you know, seeing I'm, it, like they're just showing pictures of shit.
1: Yeah, just we we just became friends with all these people I had a whole European trip with three other guys in my crew clown was one of them that we just I just had a list of phone numbers in my wallet no cell phones and I'm just landing in like Copenhagen or I'm like gonna be there the next day and I'm calling up graffiti writers being like hey we're gonna be there the next day (laughs) amazing community nice it all came together. So I, I was lucky that was pre like super washed out internet that I was able to see all of these different locations and and deal with these locations. So even Santa Cruz had a different um uh vibe than San Francisco, even though they're only an hour hour and a half away. Yeah. I bet. And then uh, when I lived in New York, it was um uh, a completely different mentality than L.A. You know, and then, and then moving to L.A. and I've been here like almost almost 12 years now, I guess. Wow. That's and knowing everybody from So all those connections back then are the, still the same people I hang out with in L.A. now. <laughs> like they're the people that know that I did the magazine and, and we became friends back then and we did, you know, graffiti jams in St. Louis and we did graffiti jams in Phoenix and we were You know, we were all over the place and it was just a, it was a beautiful time. It was fun. And then those connections, they're still standing 25 years later, you know?
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah. So, you know, roundabout way of asking the questions, there's answering the question. There's huge differences. And I like to think that I tried to learn in my graffiti work, at least like I learned from each one of those you know yeah and I lived it I lived in Boston for a year like I picked up a lot there like I did you know but um New York was a LA's been a huge influence to me and then when I moved to New York for about eight years I kind of stopped painting but was just surrounded by graffiti and everybody I hung out with was graffiti writers that when I came when I moved to LA I had a different completely different approach to my graffiti Mm. and i think it i think it showed like even to my own crew they were just like whoa what the hell is going on here <laughs> i revamped myself with everything i learned um from these from these people in new york they influenced me to do this but i still have that west coast a little bit of flavor yeah. but you know but it's but it's, it's harder to see now because the world is so wide open with instagram and with yeah you know with everything so it's you don't it, have it, to travel to
0: to to get the to see the influences,
1: yeah. and there's less regional styles.
0: Mm.
1: I think it's a, is a big thing that used to be the thing. Is like
0: you could I tell you was
1: even even in Los Angeles, you could tell who was a who was a West Side cat, who was a Mid City cat, and who mm. was a, an East Side. You know, but then that's you know the the lines are blurred now for better or worse.
0: Yeah,
1: I don't have an issue with it either way, but it's. Uh, Yeah, it's just a beautiful thing. I love that. I love that community so much. And like, you know, graffiti did more for my professional career than anything else. Did the fact that I started writing graffiti?
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, honestly, I wouldn't have touched a computer if I didn't start writing graffiti. Wow. Because that's when I I wanted to make t shirts. And And you had to to get on it.
0: You had to teach yourself, right?
1: Yeah. The same thing at bill's wheels i used to live upstairs at bill's wheels and uh would wake up early and go down to the computer room where we were making the magazine and i would spend like an hour trying to make t-shirts nice for myself and then i would go open up the shop and then and then work and then eventually i bought my own computer and then i started doing all that and it just
0: and now look at you. Look at you now, man. And I, know, I say this every time. No, I say this every time on any podcast that you're on or we talk or whatever. Like, your files <laughs> are some of the cleanest. Like, everyone should be this organized and clean. And also, you know, anyone could be a designer, anyone can go to class now. And, you know, especially just the, the, the programs themselves—they've like, just in the past five years, have advanced so much. Where there was certain things that took us multiple steps to achieve, now there's a, a one button, you know? Yeah. Which is, and I don't even know them. It's crazy, and I'm learning. And you know how I'm learning them? Tip Top, aka TikTok. I all yeah. this one check. I was like, what? She showed me this one shit. I got, I got, I'll send it to you guys later. But, you know, that being said. Uh, 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 having the design aesthetic having that eye it's something you can't really teach right and as a designer you also have these like subcategories of what's your what's in your wheelhouse what you're good at what's your skill set and ginger snapper shane jessup here is one of the best book designers because that's a skill and it's yeah yes that's that's a whole set that's a whole different skill set because you know the I remember I did I didn't it wasn't even a book I was a hits magazine I was doing one page the rap attack page and I learned so much just being at that job I don't know not even a year of like I forgot all the terms but like those little rivers or the whatever and the gut and the yeah. da, da, da like you know, visually all these different things and how shit flows. And I learned so much. And that was just one page. Maybe sometimes we would extend to two pages and I'd be like, oh, this sucks. Like, I don't, it's not in me like to just do that. Like I I really had to try really hard and you're doing full blown, crazy thick ass books that you incorporate the artwork, the you know, the photos and shit with all that copy. It's a skill, Ginger Snappers. And you do it very, very well.
1: You know, there's, well, I appreciate it. But, there, you know, there's a lot of people involved in those. Usually there's a lot of people involved in those books. There's copy editors. There's whoever's putting out the book usually has way too much to say. <laughs> you know, and, like, just cram it full of photos. And they are like, dude, you got a 2,000-word story that I'm trying to get in here. But, yeah, all the things you're talking about with the rivers and making sure it's I just, it was a weird skill set I picked up because I was just pushed into it. Yeah. It was literally just like, it it, it was just literally like, hey, we're going to start making books. Can you fly to my house right now and start making books or (laughs) magazine? And I'm like, okay. And that was with Quark Express. Oh yes,
0: Quark Express. It's still around though, right? But like, no one really uses it.
1: I don't know now that, Adobe kind of just took
0: it, it Someone's off, you know? like within the last year, someone said something asked me about Quark
1: Express. Yeah. And I was like, it's I, still I, around. I believe it is. But I believe like it who is.
0: uses that? That's crazy.
1: I think it might. I might be totally wrong, but I look at it as it's um it's still kind of a European thing. Ah uh, mm. or maybe in Asia because a lot of books are printed true, in Asia.
0: True, true, true. So they kept it but around.
1: Yeah, but the, I mean the new the way InDesign, Photoshop, Illustrator all work with each other.
0: Yeah. It's just a better it
1: better route. Makes the work yeah, the workflow easier. But uh yeah, I I I do big stints working on a book and then I want a break. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of math. Mm. and it's uh I mean to go back to what you're saying what my files are like that's that's the way my book files are I know not everybody does it but if you click on a text box it's the decimals of where it lands on the x or y points are perfect
2: Uh, (laughs) like
1: everything everything has to be I'm so OCD about it it's a curse I (laughs) wish I could just throw everything together just call it a day but uh, a lot of that was because a good chunk of my career in different aspects was working with other people's files and just being like, this is just a mess. Yeah. Like, I yeah.
0: can't. Same.
1: And hidden layers and things happening that I'm like, why do you, you they just giving me a, a mess, you know?
0: Yeah. And when, you know, I worked in the music industry and when I was just starting out and I was a designer, on the designer level, we would get perf- shit that we paid for. There was a company, you know, the company tour design. Like, so you have a tour, right? Say you're like uh, back in the day, say like you're like Willie Nelson and Willie Nelson has a to tour. So then they pay this company tour design to do your what they call ad And then it would be in different sizes, horizontal, vertical, blah, 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 blah half page, this is when print was like super heavy and it wasn't really internet, no digital. And then yeah. I'd get, you pay a grip of money to get this file. And I'd be like, what are all these, what? <laughs> I'd be so upset. I'd be like, I could do so much better. Just give me yeah. the money, which I started doing. And people started paying me to do that shit What tour design would do. But I'd be like, this is a professional company. This is what they're paid to do. This is their only job. And I would get files. That aren't labeled, like you said, shit hidden, shit unnecessary, shit. I mean, we're getting mm-hmm. hella nerdy about it, but it's true, and that's all. That's why I was like, I don't care. if I never have to send my file, but if I do, <laughs> my shit's ready to roll. Yeah. Or if I know I'm going to give it to someone, then I even more so did it go through everything, delete, 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 organize, organize, or level, level, levels.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's. Just, <laughs> I think it's the uh, the polite thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> I home still do home training. With all the, you know, I mean, half, not half, but I'd, I'd say over a quarter of my job doing all these mural jobs is actually doing digital work and getting people's files and setting them up so I can either project it or uh, maybe cut vinyl for a paragraph of text that has to go on the mural or mm. something like that. You know, and so I'm still dealing with it with Ugh. other people's files like that, where I'm just like, "What do you? What the?" what is this and why <laughs> exactly. and like exactly you know it's you know it, i don't think it's ever going to change i know kid it's... robot was the worst Oof. dealing with because i i was the um, i kind of had to prep every all the other artists files
0: oh uh, and they maybe some like, didn't even know what really they were doing anyways barely
1: some i mean like literally crayon drawings a photo a <laughs> an old cell phone photo of a crayon drawing on a napkin. No joke. And that's actually like, no joke. That was a big artist that did that. Wow. Um, like literally, like a sidekick photo.
0: <laughs> sidekick, look it up, kids. Sidekicks.
1: And then, uh, but then artists that I thought were like, you know, I'd be excited. I get an Illustrator file, I'll be like, okay, they know what they're doing.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: then open it up and just be like what are you what are you doing? I bet Again, you, another another huge artist,
0: I bet you my files are nowhere as nice and and I feel like mine are pretty decent, but I'm sure they're nowhere as nice as yours.
1: I'm so. getting a little more, uh, more on more a bit yeah, but uh I just, it's an o c d thing too like I just have to have it like that.
0: I think that's why like
1: it I'll, works. I'll, yeah, I'll wake up and run to the computer and be like, I forgot. Center. <laughs> and then resend the file at like three in the morning and be like, ignore the last one. <laughs> this one moved point zero zero one inches to the left.
0: That's why but you're good at that, the books. That's why you're good at the books, man. You need that shit. You I need think to be so, but CD. I'm you know,
1: I'm not I'm not um I'm not classically trained like a lot of the the, the people i really look up to the design books that mm. designed by the like you know the swedish grid system and, mm, mm. and do everything very you know but a lot of time a lot of the books what i used to work on those guys would come in and set up the templates uh. and then i would come in and just destroy everything <laughs> like me and the, and whoever is putting the book out like you know, this th- This page is designed to only have this and one image and this much text. But it'd be like, let's throw 14 photos on that page. And,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and as much text as possible, yeah.
1: And, then, yeah. and that's when we were working with publishers, too. So publisher, you know, you send the, the files off to the publisher and the publisher would be like, no, you, you can't have a, you know, a line break in the middle of a word in oh, the whole yeah. book, 500 something page page Shit. So you have to uh, you know mess with the kerning and make sure everything and do hard returns and do things hard to make returns. sure yeah so it was like you know it was just a lot of but it was it was just trial by fire you know yeah
0: you're just giving me like flashbacks, man, of me in that room. And the, the art director, she was like, and then this and this. And I was like, what? And I was like, this sucks. I, was like, I didn't stay that long. I was like, I'm outies. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh. Another question. The last comment question from the audience is, what piece of art that you've created are you most proud of? And this is by your nephew, the Supernatural Bear.
1: Aw. <laughs> love that dude um most proud i don't know i really love the, the paintings i was finishing up last year
0: yes those are great and
1: i'm pretty proud of them but i have to see them all day so i'm
0: <laughs> you're over them
1: <laughs> i mean there was a lot of things, you know like um my first dunny in my like my eight-inch dunnies—I was really proud of, even though it mm. was so, super simple. Um, man, there's a lot. It's it's it's, it's hard. I, I forget a lot that I did. Yeah. And um, that's not like a braggadocious comment. It's just I literally.
0: <laughs> I've just done so much. I cannot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but i just. I have a. I've I've had a weird trajectory where I'll just I'll randomly see files on my computer and be like oh man I totally forgot about that like yeah. I did that
0: because you've done so much you're so prolific ginger snapper I'm so not,
1: prolific you know I, I'm not I'm not trying to say it like that but it's you know No, I'm, I'm just
0: I'm saying it like that like it's true you've done I've so had, much I've
1: had multiple multiple careers kind of yeah but all of them kind of are in the same wheelhouse but then they kind of they they move here and there yeah so I don't know, but I, I think my my last sets of paintings that I've been worked, that I was working on in at the uh, beginning of 2020.
0: Yeah, those are great.
1: But I, I was going to show, I was going to have a little a little art show, and then uh, the universe said nope.
0: Said nope, squash that shit.
1: So now they're just all hanging on my wall, and I have to see them every day. <laughs> but every okay. once in a while I look over, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I like them.
0: I did those I did that shit. I'm proud of <laughs> nice. I'll, well, I'll definitely post pictures of those So uh, We're already at an hour end But let me do Just a few Of the not so rapid fire questions A.k.a. the slowest how questions Let's start with the first one Three words to describe yourself Ginger snappers
1: <laughs> Not a ginger
0: <laughs> Perfecto
1: I don't know Uh Quiet, humble, caring.
0: Yes, I concur. Yeah. But I will say, with one caveat, is that you're quiet. But when you get drunk, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, no, I'm, a, I'm definitely a, I'm Irish.
0: You're not loud. You just, you know, you just, you, you just, you just bring. I'm it happy. Up yeah you're happy and you're you like to conversate and 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 get into oh, yeah. details and we love oh yeah it. my
1: my stories are long
0: and we love it um mm-hmm. okay, what's the best piece of advice you received?
1: Don't sweat it yeah don't worry about it uh, you know move on nice That's a, I, I can't write it try to live by that you know sometimes it's not the easiest but it's you know
0: yeah we forget we all forget
1: can't change the past man. and you know it's the whole it's cliche but you know don't sweat the small stuff
0: yeah but it's true I, we, we have and that's I'll something I really
1: it. it's something I've really learned and I can I can see the difference from a couple of years ago till now mm. I was having this conversation the other night like with with my buddies it's like you know, if you're cut off in traffic or, you know, someone didn't hold the elevator for you going into work at Live Nation, which was every freaking day. But, uh, you know, like, you know, you I have friends that'll let that bother them for the whole day. And that's the all they'll talk day. about. They lost a parking spot or something. You know, it's like, and I used to be that way. And now yeah. I'm like, why? You know, I, I might do a honk and a little, um, finger gesture (laughs) but it's straight out the straight out the other head the the, the other ear i'm just like no it's fine whatever
0: nice don't sweat don't sweat it don't sweat the small stuff okay let me see let me do one or two more definitely the song we got to do the song one song that to get you hyped when you need it
1: whoo that i mean that changes daily (laughs) right now is um Billy Dan's Southern Man.
0: I don't know what that is. I'm definitely going to have to look it up. I'll definitely have a link to that.
1: Who, you know who Billy Dan's is? Yeah?
0: I don't think so.
1: One half of the uh, the great M.O.P. National
0: Oh, CCC.
1: So he released an album last year, a solo album. And it's, uh, it's like growing, man. Hardcore hardcore rap.
0: I'll have to check it out for sure. He has I'm a, he has a,
1: and he has a video for every song. I think on the album. I think he's almost got one for every song every song. And it's he's he's older now. He's still MOP. Oh but yeah, he,
0: you sent us one of those videos.
1: Yeah, every yes. once in a while I like, got my my Instagram stories, I, I use that song a lot.
0: Yeah, and then but you said it's a video, he's just chilling, he's just right there, but it's still hard as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, but
1: it's also like, it's it's very intelligent, intelligent hoodlum type <laughs> stuff. Got, it. Got so, it. So he, you know, I mean, that right now, like hypes me up.
0: That's your go-to, heavy rotation.
1: Right um, now, yeah.
0: Okay, the last question for the day is the WandaVision question.
1: Oh, no. Okay. It's
0: where I got it from a chat member when I was listening to Fat Man Beyond. And it said, who from the past would you want to bring back to watch TV with you a la WandaVision?
1: To specifically watch WandaVision.
0: No, no, no. Allah One Division, like you know how she just she just brought Homeboy back, Vision back just to watch oh, TV. Okay. Like it was like, who would you, you know, famous, not famous, someone in your family, someone that's passed. Who would you bring back to just sit and watch TV together
1: with? I mean, this is kind of the uh, you know, dead or alive. Who would you want to have a beer with? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I think because Wandavision won't get out of my head, I would love to I would love to sit down with Jack Kirby. Uh, you know, and that's yeah. not the end all be all of who I would want to But sit one down of the many. With. But that would be a good I think that would be and literally just watch WandaVision.
0: <laughs> yeah, that'd be dope. I
1: think that would be great. Yeah. Um, you know, I really yeah, I looked up to him as an artist. He's uh, changed my trajectory for sure. All the comic book world did. Yeah. It's a yeah good I mean, one. just uh, you know, rapid fire off the hip, I would say Jack Kirby.
0: Nice. Well then there it is, ginger snappers. We did it. That was quick. That was quick. But we did it. And we're
1: here. We did. And I appreciate it. Thank you
0: so much, Ginger Snappers. You're not a ginger, but you have the gene, the recessive gene (laughs) that you pop out ginger uh, traits.
1: Just from my chin.
0: (laughs) Just from your chinny chin chin.
1: (laughs) For some reason.
0: Uh, But we love you. And like I said, quality quality Caucasians only up in here.
1: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) gonna make a shirt
0: (laughs) quality caucasians only up in here
1: (laughs) all right yeah but i really do appreciate it love you guys and and happy birthday belated birthday
0: oh thank you it'll be super belated when this comes out i'm sure but gracias and happy early birthday but also happy belated birthday to you
1: by the time it comes out
0: Yeah. yeah I'm a Taurus, Mm -hmm. though, and you're a crazy-ass motherfucking Gemini, right? Am I right?
1: Yep.
0: You motherfuckers.
1: No, I'll (laughs) ask all my exes about it.
0: (laughs) The worst.
1: (laughs) I know.
2: Have your kids been in a house playing video games in your space way too long? Now you can get them outdoors and still be social while social distancing at the skate side after school and group skateboarding classes. Skate students get to improve their skating and decompress after a long day or week of school. This program is awesome for beginners to get started or advanced skaters to take their skills to the next level. Go to theskateside.com and learn about our COVID safe programs in Santa Monica, Culver City, Glendale, and South Pasadena. That's T-H E S K A T E S I D E dot com. The skate side. More kids skating.
0: And now, introducing the
2: Supernatural Bear Corner. Supernatural Bear. Hello, everyone. This is SME. And today, as it is at the time of this recording, my Uncle Ginger Snapper's birthday, today, I'm going to give you a couple of facts about him. Fact number one, he's a Gemini, like my dad. That's cool. Gemini's two heads are better than one. They're crazy. They're not crazy, Mom. <laughs> what the heck? She just does that because um, she's in a love and hate relationship with my dad right now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, today's about my Uncle Ginger Snapper. So, fact number two. He's an artist, and a very good artist at that. He goes all over the world making art stuff, making murals, making pieces, making um, sometimes even a couple little clay models or something, you know, occasionally. And fact number three, he is an awesome uncle. An awesome uncle, indeed. He really, I really look up to him, and I think he's a really good person. In the outside and the inside.
1: No.
2: Those were the top three reasons why my Uncle Ginger Snappers is awesome. Thank you for listening to War 2 Mama. should be do
0: yeah there it is episode 32 with Shane Jessup aka Ginger Snappers correct what i say what i say quality caucasians quality caucasians he is one for sure also if you want to check out more of his artwork you want to hire him for shit you know, he got the qualifications for other things for the machine, the lift or whatever. Go check him out at ShaneJessup.com. He also has this um Latchkey Social Society where he has a, some, you know, shirts and other types of things, pins, bottle openers, coasters, pendants. Uh, pendant flags and stuff like that, um, especially if you're Gen X. This is, like, so up your alley. Go check out latchkey.social. And uh, he's also single, ladies. Single and ready to mingle. As you heard, he was he was on the verge of being fully vaxxed, fully inoculated. Psh. And don't forget, <laughs> uh, Chet Chet Hanks said, It's a white boy summer. <laughs> that includes the gingers, so check him out. As always, thank you for supporting. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all the things. Leave a review. Tell your fo- tell your peeps. Tell your friends. Um, what else? Yeah, I hope he has a good birthday. You know, Memorial Day weekend. You know, just be be as safe as you can. And with that, we reap. Word to Your Mama is owned and produced by Ritz P. The intro is produced by Nico Beats. If you want to get a hold of us and see other things, all there is to know, go to to wordtoyourmama.com. And as always, Word to Your Mama is brought to you by RitzyParawinkle.com and panablybpo.com.